football's coming on tonight. Welcome, guys, to episode two of the NP Sports Network, NP Sports Podcast, NPSN Podcast, whatever you guys want to call it. Today, we're going to be going over um, different. We have a couple things listed on our uh, checklist today, as this is going to be episode two of, like I said yesterday, we're going to be uploading two videos a week, two podcasts a week, and we'll be talking about various sports, different subjects, mostly. Mostly, we're going to be talking about off-season and how is it developing through the virtual off-season program. First, we'll start off with um, our personal opinions on next season and how our teams are developing right now. Uh, as you know, i got got two hosts, two guest hosts coming in uh, today. We'll introduce them in the minute, uh, Justin and Mejia, or Alex. And then we got... Uh, Three, we got the three coaches on the screen, the one right here, as you can see. We got Mejia's team, which is the Texans. We got Mike McCarthy, which is Justin's, and then we got Matt LaFleur, which is me. Basically, we're going to be talking about our personal opinions on how our teams are going to develop this year and how how has our teams been going through this free agency and how they have been uh, performing differently and how – Many different teams are going to do the new virtual offseason program. As you know, a virtual draft is coming up, how that's going to develop. And we're going to be talking about, also be talking about the DeAndre Hopkins trade, the Stefan Diggs trade. We're going to be going over a recap about free agency, and that will recap uh, today's video, basically. And then we're going to have a, uh, Justin's going to tell us his mock draft for um, this upcoming season, and then we should be pretty pretty set so first person i'm gonna introduce i'm gonna introduce justin uh he's a very good friend of mine i've known him for a while um he was gonna start we're gonna start uh off by doing the call you guys are gonna listen in to what they have to say and then eventually we'll flip flop it here in the next couple of weeks into videos how you guys are gonna see them on the video screen and had them people going back and forth and we're going to have debates and we'll have some pretty good discussions for you guys. Make sure before you join in every video, make sure you like, subscribe, read the description down below. As you know, there's an epidemic um, going on with the COVID-19. Make sure you guys are uh, washing your hands and be being safe out there. As most of you guys know, the simple things that we've learned when we were earlier on, little and stuff to that sort. But first person I'm going to introduce is Justin. Alright, that's Justin. He's going to be, uh, his primary team is the Cowboys, and then we're going to introduce Mejia, which is also Alex. What's going on? See, and then just, uh, and then Alex is, uh, the Texans. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to discuss about my team and their personal opinions this year and what they're, what I'm thinking of basically what they're going to do this year. So, my team, the Packers. We got Matt LaFleur. We got a team that was... Recently, the offense coordinator with the Titans. He started off beginning of last year with a 27th ranked offense, and nobody thought that he was going to go this past year where he went, 13-3. and Like I said, based on his recent past, he was also under um, Gary Kubiak and Dom Campers and stuff like that. He was actually – all these guys – New coaches that are starting to develop, Matt LaFleur, you got Mike LaFleur, you got Shanahan, you got Kingsbury, not Kingsbury, they were all developed underneath the Texans, they were either a quality control coach, Kyle Shanahan was an offensive coordinator for a couple of years before moving over to uh, the Falcons and a couple other places before then, so I think they're going to have a positive season this year they lost um Blake Martinez and they lost uh Fackrell I think they lost Fackrell can't remember and then they also lost um Bulaga to the Chargers which took a big hit so they also picked up Kirksey to fill in for uh Martinez and they brought in Rick Wagner a uh, player from the Lions so I mean I think they were both pretty decent picks I mean obviously Blake Martinez had a little a bunch of internal affairs with the Packers and how they were 
uh, handling things and how everything basically was going. So then we're going to move on to the Cowboys, which is Mike McCarthy. He's a newly head coach with the Dallas Cowboys, and Justin's going to talk on them. Okay, guys. So my personal opinion in the, of course, Dallas Cowboys Dusty team. I'm just joking, but um, in my personal opinion, I think Mike McCarthy's going to turn this team around because he did do it in Green Bay. He did win a Super Bowl with them. And I think he is going to bring one of those pass-based offense. He likes to pass a lot, so what gets me worried is that is Zeke going to get the ball enough? Is he not? But um, the Cowboys are facing a little tight roster with a lot of big free agency signings, including Byron Jones getting signed to the Dolphins on a five-year deal or something like that. It was like $80 million. That was a big pickup for the Dolphins, but uh, another, well, numerous people that we lost is uh, Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath had went to the Raiders. Actually, the Raiders picked up a good five guys from us, including veteran tight end Jason Witten, which is a big key to our offense that we lost. We also lost defensive end Robert Quinn to the Chicago Bears. We lost Randall Cobb to the Houston Texans, which is a big pickup for the Texans. We also lost our big defensive tackle, Malik Collins. Malik Collins was a good uh, run stopper and pass rusher. And those are our big losses for agency. But I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to have a big hit in the draft by going with the corner. But as I was saying, in my opinion, I think Mike McCarthy is going to take this team a turnaround, unlike Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett, pretty much we saw everything for the same year over and over. And when he brought Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator, he kind of did turn around, but it didn't go too well as resorting in a 8-8 eight and eight season. So I think Mike McCarthy and his new staff will turn this team around and maybe make a run for the playoffs. But we'll just have to see for the next five years. So now I'm going to hand it over to my good friend uh, Alex Mejia. And he's going to be talking to you about the Houston Texans. Yes, thank you, Justin. Well, Houston Texans, where do we get started? This offseason has probably been the worst offseason, in my opinion, for the Texans. First, excuse me, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and a second-round pick from 2020 draft. Not even a first-round pick. A highly star receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, gets traded for a running back who is good, but he's not really, he's decent. Okay, he could have a breakout here this year. We don't, we, know, we don't know for sure, but got him, and we got a second a second round pick in the draft. Not even a first round. We're going to have a first round pick to like probably two or three years. I don't even know. It's, it's just the general manager. New general manager Bill O'Brien is ridiculous. His, I don't know his vision for the team is, but it's got to do better than training DeAndre Hopkins. On a good note, we got two speed receivers, Randy Cooks and Randall Cobb. I know Justin said Randall Cobb told me earlier ago. He said Randall Cobb's been doing good for the Cowboys, and I agree. I agree. Randy Cooks. He, he's a speedster. He's a good speed wide receiver. Then we got Will Fuller, of course, returning. I'm not sure who'll be the first receiver in the team. That's probably, they're going to probably compete for that spot. Then we have David Johnson. Hopefully he does good. I'm not sure. We have about three decent running backs right now in the Houston Texas squad. Right now, as, a, as I know right now, the Houston Texans have had got DeAndre, not DeAndre, Deshaun Watson, I mean, I'm, 
I mean, I mean that too. I mean, you also got, you also got a person that they gave up, Carlos Hyde, that averaged probably a thousand and seventy-nine yards this year. But then they also gave the Texans a guy that barely averaged nine hundred yards, David Johnson. So I mean, how are you gonna? How is it comparing? What I don't understand about the trade is why would you give up? Carlos Hyde and at least maybe possibly keep him as a backup or maybe even start over David Johnson. Why would you give him away to free agency? Well, the thing is, we still got Lamar Miller. He, he had um, poor ACLs in preseason last year. Oh. And that was, a, that, was, that was tough for the Texans. We had to get running back to Johnson and Carlos Hyde this year. Like, you know, it was tough, but Lamar Miller really okay, but really, yeah, he hasn't really done anything for the Texans. Yeah. Hopefully, Duke, um, David Johnson has, like, a breakout year this year, or not breakout, does good this year than he did with the Cardinals or Cardinals. Yeah. So now that we got that settled, I mean, we also got each team is very, very, they're struggling in a different spot. Obviously, we're going to move into offensive line since that's my special. I, I like offensive line. I know most of the offensive lines in the NFL, and it's different. It's different. My just my specialty. I mean, obviously, you got the Packers' offensive line. They were struggling last year with a right, I think, I believe it was a right guard. Uh, they were struggling at the left guard spot. I mean, left guard, they put. Um, not left guard. I mean, right guard, they put Billy Turner. Left guard, they put Elginton Jenkins. He was a big pickup this year. I honestly thought he'd maybe have won. Uh, if they had an offensive line rookie that did really well, I believe he actually achieved that. And then, obviously, you lose Bach, you lose uh, Bulaga, and you bring in Rick Wagner. Rick Wagner is, I wouldn't say he's the best run blocker, but he, he's very consistent in pass. So, I mean, obviously, they're related the same to me. Then obviously you kept they kept Corey Lindsley, they got Bakatari, and you got Billy Turner. And then when you look over to the Cowboys, the Cowboys have had probably the top offensive line in the past who knows how, how long ever since they got Zach Martin. I mean they got Zach Martin, they got Tyron, they got Tyron Smith, they got they've been struggling at left guard if they can keep him healthy. If they can keep a left guard healthy, most likely it'd be Connor Williams. Yeah, Connor Williams. If they, I mean, if they can all stay healthy at left guard, Suafilo didn't do bad with them. Yeah, I think so. Second, yeah, second. Yeah. It's a little, a little too much there because tearing your ACL kind of in your second year. Yeah. I mean, look at, also, I mean, look at Watson. He's torn it three times. <laughs> I mean, but that too. I mean, they lost, They took a big hit losing Frederick, obviously, because he was – We everybody knew that he was ill based off of his immune disease that he had. But even if – even if, yeah, in his shoulder, even if, if they're bringing in Joe Looney – Joe Looney didn't do bad the 16 games he started while Frederick was basically the assistant offensive line coach. Joe Looney had a strong start and anchored down the center. He stopped many pass rushers and bull rushers at the nose guard position that I was surprised, and I think that they are going to end up starting with Looney, even though they're kind of picking on drafting Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Ruiz was dominated his run blocking. His run blocking was probably if not the best out of a top prospect. Most of the guys this year are more of a pass pass blocking, but if they're developed the run, I mean, they also got a spot they need to fill at left guard too, maybe center, but I believe Joe Looney is going to end up starting center for the uh, for the Cowboys this upcoming season. And then you move over to the Texans line. Texans probably had the pop past four years the worst offensive line in the guy dang NFL. They picked up a big trade for Kenny Stills and Laramie Tunsil. Gave away, I think, two first-rounders and a second-rounder, I believe. 
Laramie was number one in, in false start penalties, but he held his own on the left side. So, I mean, obviously, they filled their left tackle need to defend uh, Watson blindside. And then they got a center. They got Nick Martin. Nick Martin, we all know Nick Martin. He did pretty good. They got right guard. They got Nick Sharping. Nick Sharping is an NIU alumni. He was a really he did really good with them this year. Um, I thought he did pretty good. I mean, based off of this year, the Texans didn't have too bad of an offensive line, even though they're still struggling with the left guard and right tackle spots. It's still a big step up than like two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a big step up from two years ago. I mean, obviously they Titus Howard the same thing. His rookie year, he tore his ACL. So, even though the six games he was healthy, he wasn't bad at right tackle. So, I mean, and again, he's a rookie. He's yeah. Turned out to be a good offensive line player. He's still developing. Yeah. He, he has a future for the Texans if he stays healthy. Right. Nope. What gets me that DJ Reader trade, you know, I was a big loss. Yeah. Their defense, you know, Jonathan Joseph retiring, that was kind of a big loss, too. That's what I yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean second round, I mean there's a guy there's a guy that I know out of uh I think it's Virginia. I think I think it's Virginia, I can't can't remember. Um he's a I think he's a Samoan dude. I wouldn't necessarily say their primary position is a defensive tackle that they need. They obviously need maybe a second maybe a little bit of secondary offensive line help. Because they also brought in Tim Jernigan off from the Eagles. Obviously, yeah. he was injured for a little bit. He didn't play a lot last year, I believe. But he's also consistent when he did play. He's a run stopper, just like Reader. And he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. I mean, right now you got Tim Jernigan. You got J.J. Watt. And then at the end position is where they're struggling whenever they've been put in. Uh, Brandon Dunn. They've been putting Blackson, Angelo Blackson in there. They need to really find... Too. Yeah, they yeah. put Zach Cunningham there for a little bit. I mean, they need to find a consistent uh, right end is what they need to find while they got J.J. on the left side. I'm the Houston Texans. For sure, second round pick has to be a defensive guy. You cannot pick an offensive guy with all these trades going on. You have Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, and all very talented guys on the offensive side. You need to pick a defensive player, whether it's a corner or a right D-lineman, or maybe a, possibly a linebacker. Their linebackers did pretty good this year, not going to lie. Yeah, but then there's... I either have to pick a D-lineman or a corner. And Jonathan Joseph was a pretty big loss. That too, they could also trade in... Uh, I mean, the Dolphins have three picks in the first round, and they're still figuring out Bernardrick McKinney's contract. They're, he's thinking about opting out of his contract... If he doesn't get a new one. And right now the Texans are really, really low on their salary. The way the salary they paid Tim Jernigan for one year or two years. that's That was a big hit to their salary cap. So if he if Bernard McKinney opts out. The best thing they could do is try to trade for a first rounder. And give him a pay, pair of picks. But right now they barely have any picks. Because of DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks trade. So that was a little insight on what our... See what are the seasons for us will look like. Obviously, we're talking a little bit more about NFL since we got the draft in about eight days. But when we get more in depth with different episodes, we'll eventually move into I. I'll eventually move into IFL. I know these guys probably know nothing about the IFL, indoor football league. I mean, my cousin, like I said yesterday, he's the head coach for the Green Bay Blizzard, so I follow them a lot. Um. And uh, actually, Brett Favre's nephew was actually a uh, top quarterback in the IFL. And then eventually, I mean, I could go into CFL, but CFL does too many goddamn things that draft-wise and player-wise and stuff like that. So right now, we're going to go into the DeAndre Hopkins trade detail details. I honestly am... My bad. I honestly am upset about this whole ordeal. I'm not 
I don't agree with it 100%. I'm just not willing. I'm just not understanding the whole situation. You take DeAndre Hopkins' contract, but let me switch over screen. You take DeAndre Hopkins' contract. Not a, not a bad contract. And then you take on a heavy load contract that David Johnson wanted from the Cardinals after averaging 800-some yards this year. I did, I'm not understanding the whole point about it. That's Bill O'Brien. No, no one really knows what he's going to do. As a Texas fan, I'm scared right now. As Bill O'Brien, as a general manager, because we don't, we don't know what he's going to do. We weren't expecting that Georgia Hopkins trade. That was out of the blue. I was very disappointed about that. But, and again, it's kind of not his fault. Because, obviously, Georgia Hopkins is a elite receiver. And he knows he's an elite receiver. And he wants to get paid the money. But, you have to do one of the best receivers in the league. You have to have him on your team, no matter what. Mm -hmm. He is a big part of the offense. The Houston Texas offense. He's a big part of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson was, was DeAndre Hopkins was Deshaun Watson's favorite target to go to. Almost every game. And if I'm Texas fan right now, I should be worried. Because I know that makes Deshaun Watson pretty upset leaving given away DeAndre Hopkins. And the main thing that's getting main thing that's getting me is you got a guy that is probably the the top three, if not top five, wide receiver in the league, and you're getting a second rounder out of it. Easily. Not, not even a first one. Easily. Easily, they could have got the Cardinals' fifth overall pick for DeAndre Hopkins, and they'd be in a much better position right now with the people they got in the league. That's not if they kept that pick and... Eventually, leading up to the draft, they got Brandon Cooks by giving away their second rounder. That would still leave them with the first, uh, a fifth overall in the first round, and you got many people up. You still got a guy, um, forgot his name. Oh, God dang it. I mean, you got C.D. Lamb. You got a wide receivers that they could have targeted. You got um, a bunch of D linemen in this year's last draft. You got Chase Young, A.J. Uh, Espinisa, you got Isaiah Simmons, and then you got pretty good interior D linemen that they could have got. Even off, not even offensive linemen. There's so many picks in this year's draft and prospects that it was inevitable that they didn't get a first round. And I was surprised that they didn't get a first round. If they got a first round out of it, then obviously Texans fans. I know I'm speaking for them. Because, I mean, I live in Houston, but, I mean, I've always grown up as a Green Bay fan. But it's just, it's really crazy how they didn't get a first-rounder. Because, obviously, Texans fans wouldn't be so heated even if they did get a first-round out of it. So, and now we're... Get a couple fourth-rounds, right, for that? Yeah, they got a, they, they got a David Johnson and a fourth-round for... Hopkins in a second round. Or no. Cardinals got Hopkins in a fourth round and they got David Johnson in the second round. Yeah, I think that would have been a first round. And Just now. Nuke is like top five in wide receivers, so I mean. Top five wide receiver and you get a second round pick. Kind of makes you kind of like bad. Not bad, but like. Like, how can I say? Like, makes you look weird in a way. Because you didn't yeah. get a first round pick out of that, so like. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, now we're going to move into the Cardinals' offense and the Cardinals' team. So, obviously, this was a um, big, big pickup for them getting uh, Hopkins. This is one of probably Cliff Kingsbury's biggest, I guess, trades that went down while he was a head coach. Honestly, with him being an offensive coordinator and being the head coach for the Texas Tech and offensive and offensive coordinator for um, he was going to be the offensive coordinator of USC, but him developing his offense, even though they went five and eleven, they didn't play like they went five and eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like them getting 
them getting D Hop, keeping Fitz on a one year deal because they got D Hop, and then they also have Christian Kirk out of A and M, my boy Christian Kirk. And then basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna try to keep Colomary in the pocket so he can have time to hit D Hop on these routes that he's really good at. So what they're going to take at number five is they're going to start taking O-line. The O-line is what is going to build around them. They had A.Q. Shipley. They gave him, he retired, I'm pretty sure. They have D.J. Humphreys, and they have Marcus Gilbert from the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Pittsburgh Steelers had uh, Marcus Gilbert. He was an elite offensive lineman. He came to the Cardinals, and he was still trying to fit in with their offense, but it was very consistent. So that's why uh, my mock draft yesterday, I was thinking of them. What they, what would they do to build around the offense since they got uh, Hopkins and they're trying to protect Kyler Murray from he was sacked 49 times this year by his off from these defensive linemen if they can limit that number man they'd be a top playoff contending team mm-hmm. any of y'all's uh, thoughts on the whole thing mm. I feel like the Cardinals offense will be better but I'm just still really yeah, I'm just shocked that Bill O'Brien didn't get a first-round pick out of that. Yeah. Since the Cardinals had a top pick. Yeah. And the Texans could have got somebody like really good in an outstanding rookie class. Yeah, that's basically what I'm shocked at. As a general manager, I mean, you're trading away top five number of wide receivers. So, I mean, I would think that you would include a first-round getting from the Cardinals. But, I don't know. It's on the general manager. So, I mean... Yeah, so, I mean, like, the whole ordeal that went down with the Hopkins trade, obviously everybody's fed up, probably league-wide. And I wouldn't doubt when they ran out the tunnel on Sunday for a, either preseason or a regular season that eventually Bill O'Brien is probably going to get booed. But, I mean, you never know. I mean, the Texans are really famous for giving away first-rounders. I mean, it wasn't... This past season, there was offensive linemen in the draft last year, but there was an outstanding offensive lineman. That's why I said Elginton Jenkins. We picked Elginton Jenkins in the second round. So it's, it's, I mean, yes, they got Titus Howard and he's still recovering, but I just don't know. Now they got a speed, they got to work with a speedster uh, wide receiver core. But hey, you would think, is, does that mean a faster-paced offense or the same offense? Because they're going to have to change the offense. Well, they're going to have to because the I think Bill O'Brien is not calling the plays this year, right? No, uh, no. Will Lawing is. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know who he is. But no, nobody knows who anybody on the Texan staff is except for P.J. <laughs> Yates and Bill O'Brien. Brian Cushing is all I know, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's kind of ridiculous at a point to where I just I mean I'm lost for words to be honest with you yep. what does that mean for the Cardinals like I know their offense they're all, they got Tyler Murray mm-hmm. okay. and they got DeAndre Hopkins Larry Fitzgerald Kirk yeah. basically it just gives Kyler Murray another weapon to throw at I mean he already had two weapons to throw at yeah. now it gives him another weapon to throw at you got a lot better defense. Like, obviously, they need a little bit work on their defense. And then they got, they got Pat Pete. They got, um... They picked up a really good uh, rookie last year, Brian Murphy. Yeah, they got the Chandler Jones. Yep. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I thought I had a look at their D-line. I can't remember. But, I mean... They could be a playoff Yeah. Now we're gonna switch over to another big trade. We got two trades we're gonna talk about today. We got the Stefan Diggs trade that we're gonna move into here uh, right now. Now you got the Stefan Diggs trade. You got Stefan Diggs going to the Buffalo Bills. This was a. This was a. Big pickup by Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills are making a lot of big moves this offseason. After they gave away um, Trent Murphy, they picked up Mario Addison. They picked up uh, 
I believe, I think, no, they lost. Russell Oaken went to the Chargers. Who, what offensive lineman did they pick up? Oh, they picked up Daryl Williams. But I believe Cody Ford will start over him. And they got Stephon Diggs. So right now they're looking at Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and Philly Brown. And then running back-wise, they gave up Frank Gore. Frank Gore was probably was probably top in running backs in probably NFL history. And then they got Devin Singletary, rookie out of FAU. He did really, really good as a rookie this year. So my take on the Stephon Diggs trade, it was a... It was a trade that had to go on for both teams. Yes, it got to the point where Stefan Diggs, they were evening out uh, plays for both Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, both on the same field and evening out passes. But I think there was a little bit of tension in there somewhere how Stefan Diggs wasn't catching more passes a game or he wasn't getting the ball a lot less. Because, I mean, even many people diss on fantasy football but fantasy football really is what helped me begin learning different stats and stuff like that i mean if you look at stefan diggs you, you see him in 2017 Bray, uh, he had a pretty good season i picked him in my fantasy did really good i went to pick him next year and he just started dropping and dropping and dropping but he's also he's still an elite wide receiver don't get me wrong he's still a still a pretty good wide receiver and now them adding him to the Bills offense after they already had Philly Brown and Cole Beasley, man, that's that's actually a pretty big pickup for them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when there was a close game against the Texans in the playoffs. Yeah, one right. play. Yeah. They're going to be a tough team to stop this year. I do believe yep. that. Yeah. be honest with you, I mean, that also gives an opening spot. Will the Patriots still be the Patriots with Jarrett Stidham? That's basically who they're going to roll with. Even though I had them taking a quarterback, Jordan Love, just in case. But are they still going to be a top team this year? Or is it, are the Bills, the Dolphins, and who's, who's the last one in their division? Is it the Jets? I think so. Yes, I think so too. Yeah. Well, are they going to take... Are they any of those teams going to take spots. I mean, that's something you got to look for on their division on how is it developing. You also got to look at the NFC East. They basically got all new coaches in there except for um, the Eagles. Then you look at, um, what was it? You got the AFC South, which they had. I mean, you got Phillip Rivers to the Colts. You got Garner Minshew starting a first full season with the Jaguars and see what they're going to pick this offseason. I mean, this is a pretty big offseason, even though you still got next week that, not next week, next year that's going to be pretty big too. I mean, I didn't have too much to say on the Stephon Diggs other than it was a positive trade. They got it from both teams. They got a first rounder out of it. So, I mean, obviously it was a pretty big trade. I mean, now the Vikings sit with two picks. They have a chance to take a secondary and a wide receiver with um, – Adam Thielen, so it was a it was a good for both both teams. Gives Josh Allen another weapon, like I said, with Kyler Murray. Cause Stephon Diggs, he's a good route runner. He's a good catcher. Not Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen and. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was just saying, Kyler Murray with oh. DeAndre Hopkins is like you know Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs. Yeah. But the real question is, is John Brown gonna get the ball enough? Because. You know, when a big wide receiver goes to another team and that one wide receiver before the trade happened got all these receptions is, you know, is the question now, like, John Brown going to get the ball now? Is he going to get mad? Is, does he want to trade? But I don't know. This Bills offense does look dangerous, though, for the 2020 season. But I do want to put out. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a, He's a good weapon. He's a good small is he like five? Good, like five six, huh? Five. Yeah, five eight. Good five eight. Yeah, he's still a good weapon. Um, but yeah, Minnesota did include a seventh round pick with Diggs, and Minnesota received a first round pick, which they could go after TCU's. What pick do they have in the draft? I forgot his name, but I think uh, they got a 20-something overall pick, and then they got a, yeah. they got like a, a pick near the 10th and the 11th round, or 10th and 11th. Yeah. So that was basically both of our takes, or all of our takes on um, 
Stefan Diggs. Now we're going to roll into some the free agency tracker. We're going to go over some people that were big pickups to different many teams. So let me switch over. So now we're looking at uh, the screen. Obviously, you have um, we got big names you got to talk about is Gurley, Clay's Campbell, and stuff to that sort. So now we're going to go to the free agency tracker. You got a big, a big one that started off with two big ones that started off with Dallas. Got Byron Jones to Miami. That's a big vacant spot that Dallas leaves at the corner position, but it fills in a spot at the Miami's position. Good for Miami, bad for the Cowboys because now they're going to have to draft one. And they also picked up a, a XFL stud, so hopefully he did. He does pretty well. I'm actually surprised with that. And by the way, most of you don't know XFL folded, so... That was a big bummer for all of us because we actually loved going to the games and stuff of that sort. Mm-hmm. And then you got. Love to see PJ Walker, you know? Yeah, and then you got a linebacker, uh, linebacker defensive end Robert Quinn, linebacker slash defensive end Robert Quinn. Went from Dallas to Chicago. He's making seventy million dollars for five years. Byron Jones is making eighty-two five for five years. It's two big guys that just got, got just got paid, and they're probably going to develop with them. I mean. You also got Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn now on their defense. You got Akeem Hicks. So that's another deadly. That's a pretty good defense as long as they can fill up their uh, quarterback position. Whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or it's going to be the newly traded Nick Foles. And then you also got you got another big one, which was uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Any of you guys got a... Got a take on that? How him going from New Orleans to Carolina, making sixty-three million now? Then as a backup, I think that's pretty good because Teddy Bridgewater, after he had that big injury in Minnesota, he, you know, his market went down. People stopped talking about him, and you know, after he, after Breeze had been out for, I think about three weeks, starting the season, something like that. Yeah. He was out. Well, I know Breeze was out. Teddy Bridgewater did actually step in, and he did expose my Cowboys. I can he surprised a lot of people. And yes, he did. He did surprise a lot of people. And with him going to the Panthers on a sixty-three million contract for three years, and with XFL's outstanding PJ Walker, I feel like they would make a good combo in Carolina under Matt Rule's scheme. So, I think that is a good pickup for the Panthers. What about you, man? And then you got uh, you got another one that uh, re-signed with the Saints, which was Andrews Petey's a guard. Obviously, re-signed, so we're not going to talk about. Then you got, a, you got a guy that I know out of Wisconsin that I'm going to talk about. You got Joe Schobert. Inside linebacker, he's 26, went from Cleveland to Jacksonville. Five years, five, $53,750,000. He's getting paid. He did really well playing the inside linebacker position with the Bills, or not the Bills, the Browns. So, this was another one that I hate see go, but it's a win-win for both teams. And then you got one that hit close to home for Mejia, which was, uh, which Mejia's probably going to talk about is DJ Reader making, he's 26, he's going to be the highest paid defensive tackle in the league going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's actually, I'm Stepping up, like Cincinnati is getting some good people. They they got DJ Reader. They they're going to get Joe Burrow, of course, first round pick. But back to the Texans. The Texans, like I said earlier, they're going to have to draft a D lineman, and most likely a D lineman. They lost DJ Reader. They don't have a right end. Maybe a corner because they lost they lost Johnson Joseph. Yeah, and that too. I mean, you also got Reader played right end for them, and he played defensive tackle for them. So I mean, he's a, a very versatile player that they could, yeah, that they could move back and forth. I mean, even if they moved, even if they have him at right end, they got they got uh, Carlos Dunlap, they got Geno Adkins, probably an elite defensive tackle still, and then they got DJ Reader. That's a pretty good defensive line. 
And then we're going to keep on going down the list. You got, obviously, you got Kyle Van Noy, went from New England to Miami. That took a big hit for that, the Patriots. Surprising. Yeah. Yes, and it's uh, $51 million four years. Wow. That's actually a good pickup for Miami because they are restacking their defense, especially adding Byron Jones. Yeah. And I, I mean, like that was a good pickup as a middle I mean, linebacker. I'm going to say this. I may have said this 14,000 times. I mean, they're picking one-fourth of a team this year in the draft. They got 17 picks in the draft this year. Three in the first round, two in the second round, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of talent that they're going to end up picking. They're going to pick 17 players. That's a more than a practice squad and more than people that they're going to sign to their training camp. So they're working with a lot of talent too. And then we're going to go on down. We saw another one that New England took a hit. Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Tom, Tampa Bay, whatever you want to call him. He signed a two-year $50 million. I he's developed under Bill Belichick's he's developed under Bill Belichick's offense for so long. Personally, I don't know how he was gonna do. I mean, I don't I haven't kept up with him that I didn't keep up that with him that much while he was in New England. Obviously, I knew he won a Super Bowl and he was the uh, he holds so many playoff records in the NFL. And then. Y'all got anything on Tom Brady? Uh, I think it was a pretty good pickup. I mean, he's, he's got Mike Evans, O.J. Howard. What else does he have? He has uh, Chris Goodwin. So, I mean, he does have some pretty good offensive players with him. Oh, yeah. He does have a good defense with him. And pretty that, decent. And them having a six pick, I think. Mm-hmm. They have a chance of taking an offensive lineman. They got Ryan Jensen. They could obviously get Tristan Wirfs or uh, Jedrick Willis or Mekki Becton. And, I mean, they got right tackle. They got Doxon. So, I mean, they're obviously going to build around Tom Brady since he's their future for here here on out. Yep. And then we're going to move on. You got a big, big guy that they took from the L.A. Rams to the Atlanta. He did pretty good with the Rams. Did pretty good with the Jags. He's 26. His name is Dante Fowler. He's making 45 million now with the Atlanta. Atlanta's another team that's starting their rebuild process. And then you got Philadelphia's top offensive line that they've had for a pretty while. I mean, obviously, that's every person that the Texans gave up, they became a stud. I mean, look at Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks was picked in the fourth round out of Miami, Ohio. Did decent with the Texans. They gave him away, and now he's shoot a stud. Yeah. Since I interrupt, you forgot about Todd Gurley from music from the Rams. They, he's going to Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, you got you got Dante Fowler and Todd Gurley going to the Rams. I mean, to the Atlanta. So I mean, that's. And Todd Gurley was a big one losing for the for the Rams. I yeah. Think that was a big loss for them. So now they're gonna have to work with two rookies this past season that they drafted, Daryl Henderson out of Memphis, that I thought did pretty well. I think he'll end up getting the starting job. And then you also got Malcolm Brown. I can't remember where he came from. And then now you got Hallelujah Vitae, I think his name is, out of Philadelphia. He moved to Detroit Lions to fill in the spot for uh, Rick Wagner leaving. Then you also got, I know he's filling in for Glasgow, Graham Glasgow. Because Glasgow left to Denver because Denver is trying to build their O-line around Drew Locke. So, I mean, those are two linemen that are both making 45 and $44 million. And then we're just going to go down the list and recap. We're not going to talk about every single one of them. Got James Bradbury, went from Carolina to New to Giants. Giants is another team that's trying to build their defense after they got a new coach, Joe Judge, and stuff to that sort. Got Conklin that went from Tennessee to Browns. That was a big pickup for them too. You got Hooper that went from Atlanta to the Browns. Now the Atlanta, I think, didn't they sign Ricky Seals Jr. out of A&M? Yeah. yeah. They signed Ricky Seals. That's another guy that went from the Cardinals to them. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna. I don't know if he's gonna be a big pickup for them or not. And then we're just gonna keep going down the list. You got Kendall Fuller to Washington, Javon Hargrave to Philadelphia to fill in for uh, Tim Jernigan, Bulaga to the Chargers. Uh, Jets picked up George Fant from the Seahawks. Seahawks had probably one of the worst offensive lines this year. I would say. Then you got a guy named Eric Flowers that's making thirty million now. 
Eric Flowers did absolutely dog doo doo for the Giants. He played tackle. He gave up so many sacks that the law will allow. Then he got picked up by Washington. It was sad to see him go from Washington because they made a really good guard out of him. He wasn't made for a tackle. He was meant for a guard. Now he's going to go to Miami and make $30 million to protect either Tua, whether it's Justin Herbert or Ryan Fitzpatrick, which was a big pickup to, for their offensive line. That's why I think they're going to draft so many offensive line. First, they're going to end up taking a quarterback. Then they're going to go offensive lineman, and then they're going to go uh, maybe another offensive lineman. I mean, you never know, too, what they need to fill on defense. I mean, obviously, you got Randall Cobb to Houston. You got Phillip Rivers to Indianapolis Colts. Um, Las Vegas Raiders took basically all of the Cowboys off the of free agency. Um, Vegas Sanders to yeah. New Orleans was a big one. Yeah. You got Marcus Mariota to Las Vegas. Got Jimmy Graham. Glad he's gone to Chicago. Um. Why, why do you say that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jimmy Graham, I was excited for him to come from the Seahawks to the Packers, but he just never fit the offenses that we put out there. I mean, he slowly regressed over he slowly regressed over seasons and he just didn't fit our offense. I mean, and there's no point of now we're working with Mercedes Lewis and then we're working with uh Mercedes Lewis actually did better than him this year. I mean, we got Mercedes Lewis, and then we got Jay Sternberger. And then we got a backup quarterback that just made bank. Chase Daniel, very consistent for the Bears. He's like, I wouldn't say he he's not worthy of having a starting job. I don't think he'll hold having a starting job, just like Nick Foles. Nick Foles was a backup for the Eagles. He led them to the Super Bowl, and then whoop de doo the Jaguars want to make him the, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks give him 90 million and only have him for a year I mean that is just absolutely ridiculous there's a point where you keep a guy a backup and then you keep a guy as a starter Chase Daniel was a was big for being under Matt Stafford as he Matt Stafford's now they both have are veterans and they're both gonna learn now he went from Chicago at, he's 33 went from Chicago to Detroit and he's making uh, 13-5 so that was a a pretty decent backup, I guess, quarterback spot. And then you got a budget pickup for free agency. You got a two-year, $12 million. You got Eric Ebron. Yeah, Eric Ebron was good. Yeah, now he's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And obviously, you got Dan Bailey resigned. Um, uh, Eric Watt going to play with his little brother, or big brother, as, uh, as you could say. Yeah. TJ. Yeah, and then you got... Uh, them like Dal or Cincinnati's building their O line, Xavier Suofilo. But basically, you guys can uh, find the list online of different people. I mean, obviously, a lot of people. I mean, they all, I forgot to mention Tim Jernigan also signed for one year with the Texans for three seventy, uh, three hundred seven, three million seven hundred fifty thousand. So I mean, obviously, you can look through here and see who, uh, what were budget pickups and what were decent pickups by them. I mean. Free agency this year has been, I mean, you still got big names up there. You got Everson Griffin. You got Jadavion Clowney. You got Cam Newton. You got uh, Wins, uh, Winston. So, I mean, this year it was, it's been a decent, um, yeah, it's been a weird offseason because you're going to see many different players in different positions. So, that's basically what I have for my free agency or all of our free agencies. Do y'all got anything else before we exit out here pretty soon? Yeah. Where, like, where do you think you'll be going? Where do you think you play this season? That's that's a big yeah. time player that's not even signed to a team yet. I mean, the main thing that the how the Texans got Tim Jernigan was they got him off of a one year deal because he was willing to take the pay cut due to the epidemic going on, our pandemic or whatever you want to call it. So, his price has dropped from him wanting twenty to twenty-one million from seventeen now to eighteen, seventeen to eighteen million. The Seahawks still want him on their on their team, but 
I'm pretty sure they're only willing going to offer 14 to 15. So there's no telling what he could do there. And then Everson Griffin said he was willing to take a pay cut if he could re-sign with the Vikings now. So, I mean, there's no telling what. I, I think I do have Kim Newton going to the Patriots, though. Just because Tom Brady left the Patriots and now they're looking for a quarterback. And I don't think they're going to stick with, was his name, Stidham? Something like that? I don't I don't think they're going to stick with him, so I think that would go pick up Winston or Kim Newton to fit their... And then that, too, you also got Andy Dalton, too. You got Andy Dalton, Winston, and you got, um... Kim Newton. Kim Newton. What do you There really isn't... I mean, he said he'll sit out this whole season until he finds a perfect job where he believes he can start. Well, that's... That sounds like New England. Yeah. I mean, you got New England still up there. You also got Dolphins looking for one. I mean, there's just no telling. A lot of the teams have advanced. We've advanced so far in free agency so far, the NFL, that it's nearly impossible that teams will have that same salary cap as they started out with. Yep. So, I mean, they might actually have to sit out one full season to evaluate which teams are their meanings, kind of like Mike McCarthy did after he got fired. Mike McCarthy sat out for a year. Redeveloped his playbook, looked over plays, see what he did wrong, and now he signed with the Cowboys. I mean, he might have to take a year off. So, I mean, there ain't no telling what's going on, but we're going to switch screens here. So, coming back to this screen, I mean, obviously, we got um, free agency that we talked about today. We talked about um, different team improvements. We talked about uh, stuff that is going around the NFL. Now, I'll have a first-round recap probably after the NFL draft um, to go over the different picks and different stuff like that, what teams gained and what teams lost. I mean, obviously, everything will be virtually, so, I mean, I'll have everything down. Um, that's another big thing. I mean, you got a virtual draft going around. You said now we're going to go a little bit in draft stuff that I've heard. I mean, I've heard that the Raiders aren't going to take a quarterback, that they're probably going to pursue a wide receiver in their first couple picks that they got um CD Lamb. yeah that's who i have i'm taking a cd lamb that's why, yeah, that's why so um that's it for today's episode um i want to thank mahia and justin for joining in and um make sure you guys like and subscribe below and you'll see some more podcasts here pretty soon we'll uh be uploading like i said two 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 times a week uh we got the draft, I think, next week or the week after next. So um, we'll continue talking about that. We might also get into a little uh, uh, maybe basketball, baseball, or something else. Just depends on what's going on. Uh, so that's all I got for today's episode. Make sure you guys like and subscribe, and I will see you guys later. Make everything right. Monday night football's coming on tonight.